0: welcome to the pnw property podcast i'm josh
1: and i'm stella and we're both real estate brokers here to cover various topics and questions that you may have about real estate stella Sure. Uh, let's see. Oh, rose. It's been raining pretty heavily over here. It's another La Nina season for all you skiers and snowboarders. And that's like right around the corner. So I think Stevens Pass is opening December 3rd. So catch me on the slopes. I'm going to be up there probably like, you know, most Saturdays, I think. So pretty excited for that. Um, It's kind of one of my passions. So hopefully I'll be traveling around seeing some other mountains this time because, uh, you know, we're kind of not done with COVID, but we're not as stuck in one place cool um and my thorn is um so my office uh, i work for a medical device company but we're actually going back to the office for uh, monday through wednesdays so kind of a different approach than a lot of tech companies um so i'm a little bummed about that because i really got used to the work from home life and i'm enjoying not driving in traffic but starting this week i'm gonna have to face to traffic and you know hopefully i have some podcasts lined up for the for the drive
0: so that's my thorn josh yeah i guess like three days is better than five at least but it still sucks (laughs) 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 has it been snowing in the mountains yet
1: yeah it's yeah stevens there's people are hiking up now
0: i feel like i see brett start posting uh, we have our friend brett's like really into snowboarding Uh, i feel like he starts posting like october every year he's like hiking up somewhere
1: I'm surprised he didn't go last weekend. Last weekend looked really good. It actually got rained on this this weekend, so the snowpack actually went down.
0: Yeah, But yeah. Maybe
1: next weekend he'll post something.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's been warm, even though it's been, like, a ton of precipitation. Yeah, it's not that
1: cold yet.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, rose and thorn for me. Um, I guess my rose last, last week, I, you know, this is, like, a rose every time, but got to drop off some keys to a client, um, down near in West Seattle. Uh, she had, she had to make like five or six offers before she got one under contract. Um, and like she finally found one and it's like an awesome house. So it was cool to like meet her there and she's, you know, she's there with her dog for the first time. And you know, it's, it's always like cool to see how psyched people are about their new house. Um, and actually, I hadn't seen... Th- I had shown her, like, a, most of the houses, but my partner had shown her this one, so I, I hadn't seen this house yet, so got, like, a little tour.
1: Nice. Where, what neighborhood was it in?
0: It's down... It's actually near White Center. It's, like... um oh, nice. There's a dog park in White Center. It's, like, pretty close to that. Oh,
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, there's some good-priced property down there, actually. I've been kind of looking.
0: Yeah, for sure. White Center, you can find some deals. Yeah. And I, I bet you, like the prices will continue to go up there, uh-huh. you know, in the future. Um, so, Thorn, for me, this week, um, I actually, one of my clients, buyer clients, he's, like, getting cold feet because he told me, his lender told him that interest rates are set to go up.
1: No, they're going down again. They I just don't went, know how... They l- just went down this week.
0: Yeah, this... I don't know if it's true or not, but... Uh, no,
1: it's not going up. I think we still have couple more quarters
0: well then my thorn is that this buyer is getting to run around
1: uh, they
0: seem to have their mind made up maybe it's not actually about the interest rates but
1: Oh, okay, it's definitely not about the interest rates because it's like it's still so low, even if it that's went what up I said. half a point, like that's still nothing. Like, no, I, I mean,
0: I sent him the chart of the last 40 years, and it's like it's still at all time lows, basically. It's yeah. like if he, it and if it does go up, it's like not probably going to come back down anytime he soon. Probably so,
1: lost, lost his down payment on like I don't know sports gambling or something, like Seox
0: loss or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know, the, I'm sure
1: no speculation. That. Yeah, yet,
0: yeah. That's what I heard, though. It's so. not the truth. Either way, that's False news. Thorn. Um, so what are we going to talk about today?
1: So I actually want to talk about my trip in Cabo for a little bit, Um. just because I rented out an Airbnb in Pescadero, and I had a terrible experience with the host. And I've had 16 Airbnb bookings the last, I mean, ever since I started doing Airbnbs in 2016. And, you know, I knew I was running out of luck. I was like, every single host I've had give me five stars and excellent
0: reviews. So I was like, like you as the, the um, like person the guest. it. Yeah. yeah,
1: as the guest. So I've had, like, pretty good reviews. Like, you know, me and my friends, we do a really good job putting everything back in place. We actually even, like, clean the place before we leave just to, like, make sure there's no trace of us when we leave. You know, just because it is their home and we want to respect that. But so I knew I was running out of luck because I was like sixteen in a row. Like I'm bound to meet someone like not cool. Yeah. So this finally happened at Cabo. Um. So we kind of stayed at like a family-owned complex. Like it was kind of like a condo, like unit or complex. Um, where each unit was owned by an owner. Um. So we had a really cool view. Like there was a rooftop terrace, and like it was super close to the beach, five minutes away. My my friends are surfers, so that was, like, really convenient. Um, but, so we kind of do this thing where, like, you know, not everyone in my group, like, you know, is down to, like, put down a lot of money on Airbnb. So we always, like, ov- like we always say we have the max number of people and then add a couple people on top of that. Um, so, like, the max was, like, six, and we have, like, eight people. But we're, like, whatever, it's fine. Like, every- I've had such good reviews, so, like, no, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, as long as we keep the place nice and when we leave, like, they're not going to have an issue with it. That's what I thought. (laughs) But what was weird about this complex is, like, the property managers and the neighbors were kind of spying on us. That is weird. Yeah, so one of the other complex owners would go to other, like, their neighbor's roofs and, like, stare at us when we were out there, like, eating lunch and stuff. And he would, like, pop up on different rooftops. And so we're like, this is kind of strange. Um, And also the first thing we noticed when we walked in was, like, a lot of stuff was broken. So, like, there was paint peeling from the walls. The shower wouldn't drain, so I had to fix it and plunge it out. Um, Oh, jeez. Yeah, the coffee maker was broken. Um, And just, like, kind of just general wear and tear into place. Like, it wasn't perfect. Like, the beds were kind of bad, and the sheets were, like, really uncomfortable. The AC remote control, like, didn't work. You know, like, just all these, like, minor things that, like, yeah, I can live with it, but it sucks. Mm -hmm. But, again, it was, like, so many things that I didn't want to text her and be, like, hey by the way like all this stuff was not working because i was on vacation so i'm like i'm not doing that yeah so we got there really late it was like midnight and the dirt roads to get there there were no street lights because it's like mexico like whatever um so like we got really lost i actually texted her um and for her time she was in new jersey so it was like i don't know two no actually we got there at 10 so it was like 12 o'clock her time and she was like really irritated like She was like, are you lost? Because I'm trying to sleep right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's something, like, not welcoming, you know? You kind of want your host to help you find the place you booked. Yeah. But it was very clear she was annoyed with me. And, like, she didn't provide a map on her listing. So, like, it was super hard to find the complex because it wasn't really numbered very well and all the condos looked the same. So she was, like, super irritating me from the beginning. Like, even when I texted her, like, hey, I can't find your unit. So so that's why I didn't really, like, communicate with her the entire trip because, like... I was like, she does not like me for coming late, which happens all the time. Like, you know, we were yeah. in rush hour traffic from the airport, and, um, like, we went to a restaurant because we were hungry. We grabbed a bunch of supplies and groceries. So, of course, we were, like, a little late, whatever. Um, but she just seemed a little, like, unreasonable, which kind of sucked. Um, and then the internet broke. So that, up, that part blew because I ended up having to fix it myself after she, like, tried to troubleshoot from New Jersey, but it obviously didn't work, so... Anyways, we left. So we like cleaned the place I like, put everything back and like, it was fine. But it was not fine because she like texted me or emailed me like a couple hours. We left and was like, hey, by the way, my property manager went in and found everything was broken. And she listed all the stuff I just said was broken when we got there. So um, and then she was like, you guys were being loud at night. You guys had way too many people in your Airbnb. And I'm like, "Whoa! like, how do you know that? you know like that is so creepy that
0: yeah there was weird. someone
1: spying on us or you had a camera in there or something you know so i just kind of got, got bad vibes and then she ended up like charging us for the coffee maker and the toaster you know things that like just general wear and tear like you thought you've had people before us come use your place but yeah. for some reason it didn't work when we were there so you assume that we like how would you have broken that
0: anyway it just seems like a weird accusation to make.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, I just, I just had like, I don't know, I left her like a two or one star review and kind of warned like future people. Like if you ever come here and something's broken, like you're going to have to take a picture of it when you get there. Yeah. Cause she got, she got mad that I didn't text her right away when all the stuff broke, but I'm just like, well, like, I'm not going to spend my vacation like. Texting you, <laughs> yeah, complaining. Like I love being here by the beach. I'm not gonna ruin, you know. Did she day. have like
0: other bad reviews?
1: Yeah, she had a couple that weren't. They weren't bad, but they were like, yeah, we like told Millie that the toaster broke, but she got kind of mad about it, and then like another person said. Oh, she didn't leave enough toilet paper for us. Wait, but someone
0: else wrote about the toaster being broken.
1: <laughs> so I brought that up to her, right? And she was like, "Oh, I actually replaced it. The one that you broke was
0: brand new." And she, she like, "Okay, right?" This lady sounds sketch. She's
1: yeah. It just like it just kind of sucked because I was like, ever other than that, we had such a good time. But like, she yeah. just happened to find a way to get us to pay like more. Or these things that we barely even used. I don't know. It's just like if you're an Airbnb host, you should like have a reserve for stuff that could go wrong, right? Like general wear and tear for toasters and coffee makers. If 50 people use it, yeah, it's bound to break one of the times. But you shouldn't. So I also wrote this in my private message to her. It's like, hey, by the way like you charging us for all these things we didn't do is an opportunity loss a cost for you because people are going to see my review and they're not going to book your place you're out of like thousands of dollars and i literally wrote yeah, that no, to her for sure. i was like it's just not worth it like 80 bucks and then losing like five grand in the future like come on like i'm like rooting i'm literally helping her
0: <laughs> she probably didn't want to hear it
1: definitely not so like did she reply no, she didn't reply. <laughs> but she just left me a bad review, like, saying, like, they were loud and broke everything. I just wanted them to respect my home. And like, lady, your house wasn't even that great in the first <laughs> place. Like, I literally wrote, too, like, you need to fly over here and look at your unit because there's, like, paint peeling. She's like. probably never been there. I know. she. I think she's just, like, an international investor and, like, she's probably had, like, other people complain, but she's like, no, my place is perfect. My yeah. property manager is amazing. And it was like... I don't know, if you're ever doing, like, overseas investments, like, you need to go out there every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Right? That seems tough to manage something in a different country, you know, just, like, one, because they probably have different rules that are unfamiliar, and two, like, language barriers, hiring Mm -hmm. people that do the work, and just being able to, like, keep an eye on things. Yeah, I can see that being hard.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a big risk, but, like, I mean, she took it on, and then, like... Yeah, it was
0: her choice. Yeah, it was
1: her choice, but she somehow, like, ha- like she just seemed like she hated doing it. So I'm just, like, at, like, one point, I was literally kind of, like, are you trying to sell?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Because I looked at the real estate in that area. It's actually not bad pricing. Like, you can get a condo for, like, 200 $300, easy. 300 w- That might
0: be... I wonder how the numbers pencil out on that. I listened to a podcast recently that, um, they were, this guy was talking about his Airbnbs in, like, Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and he was saying he wouldn't buy something that didn't have, like, 30,000, it wouldn't generate 30,000 a month in bookings.
1: Holy crap, really? It seems crazy. 30,000? Yeah. That's insane. I don't
0: understand, that's, like, a 1,000 a night. If maybe he has, like, multiple Airbnbs on each property? That can't be a condo, it would have to be, like, a house. I don't, yeah, that's... It was kind of like out. Of, they didn't give a lot more details about that. But yeah, no, I don't. I have heard that. some crazy numbers, like Airbnb numbers. Mm-hmm. So, super interested in getting <laughs> into that game.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but this is like it was just eye opening to be like, wow, there's people out there doing this and they don't like doing it. Yeah, they're like passing down the bad vibes to their guests, which is like turns out to be bad reviews. And you'll never become a super host. And, like, you know, all these things that you should be striving for as an Airbnb host. Like, she is just not, not the model person for it. So, I guess what I'm trying to stay with the story is, like, if you're, like, half in,
0: half out, it's better to just not do it. For sure. Yeah. And, unfortunately, I think a lot of people find out that they're not about it, like, once they're already kind of in. Right. Yeah, so try to give yourself like an honest assessment of whether or not you want to do that yeah like are you
1: good with people are you good with things happening wrong like are you good at problem solving and you know there's several other traits like if you're really flexible this this will be for you like you're gonna love it but if you're just kind of like not that kind of person and you're kind of unreasonable you know you're gonna have a really tough time and um, I just don't re- recommend going into real estate if you're just kind of rigid like that. Just yeah. Just because there's so many things that go wrong all the time, like yeah. whether you're closing contracts or showing housing, like houses, like there's always something that's bound to happen, and you know you gotta you gotta think
0: quick and be on your feet all the time in real estate. So. Especially with like vacation rentals, like you gotta expect that person calling you at, at midnight. Exactly. Right? Like it's just going to happen like frequently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of agents out there who are, who are picking up calls like middle of the night and early yeah. in the
0: morning. Right. So
1: it's just part of the biz. And you know, I just, I just, I honestly, I feel bad for her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> would you ever buy a vacation rental like out of, in a different country?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Probably not. I don't know. I, I never even thought about it. I would like to do it in another state yeah. for sure. Um, Another country, I think it would be tough just because I don't know anyone up there, Yeah, you know, like I would love to have one in Nashville because I have a good community of friends there. I even have like investor friends there, too. So like I can leverage that the networks that they already have, like maybe they have a friend as a property manager or something, you know, Um, so that that will work. But I think just randomly, if I bought something internationally, I wouldn't be able to let it go like i wouldn't be able to let it automate itself right away i think i would have to live there for a little bit to make sure i trust the people there and and everything goes well
0: but i don't know how about you it sounds really interesting um but yeah i think like trusting the people that you're relying on for the management like cleaning and stuff that would be like hard and you know if you do end up needing to go on site like the, that expense could probably rack up pretty quick
1: definitely yeah if
0: you have to go out there like three times in a year or something like, yeah that could eat into your profits so but it sounds it sounds interesting
1: well if you were to pick a country to do a, an airbnb where would it be
0: i would probably look somewhere tropical that had like favorable um and like reliable regulation Mm -hmm. um like i i don't know but you know i would guess maybe like costa rica has like pretty strong tourism Mm -hmm. already yeah like they i would hope that they have like uh, a pretty good handle on like how they manage that and stuff right um so that might be somewhere i would look Um, nice yeah yeah that's that would be my first thought what about you
1: I would do like Canada just because it's safe. Like yeah, the people, that's safe. Yeah, yeah that's like safe. the people there are so nice too. So it's like I feel like they you, speak English. Yeah, and you wouldn't get too many bad like hosts or guests. I mean, so and it's also like so close to us. Like if I had something in Vancouver, I could just drive up for, for a day. sure. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm
1: like very. I'm kind of risk averse in that way, but I don't know. It's been I've been doing well
0: with it, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice story.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Good thanks, one. guys.